0: Of the after show behind the scenes in front of the camera this after show we we talk about the music we, i talked about the creator we talk about every inch of this show and so if there's anything that you already know as i'm talking about it then go ahead and skip through thank you very much for listening Hit like some five stars thank you but there's some of us who don't know everything and so i do some research so i like guess some people the other day i go well Part of these podcasts are me giving my takes on certain things and musings and how I feel. But some of them are also messages. And so you get to, I'm, I'm like, I find, I look something up and, and learn something new. And it's been a lot of fun after all these years learning stuff about my favorite soaps. Um, so for Falcon Crest, I was thinking about you know, the, the natural question that somebody actually asked me that I could remember if it was true or not, looked it up, was there a real Falcon Crest? So like South Fork on Dallas, there was a winery that was used for exterior shots. And there were times they had filmed out, outside exterior shots. And that is from the whole time of the show, Spring Mountain Vineyards. Did not know that, um, it was a real one. So the cast and crew would film exterior shots for six weeks each summer. Before going to LA to do the real stuff. Um, the Victorian mansion, known as the Miraval, uh, was commissioned by Mexican-American businessman Tiburcio Perrot or Perret, in 1884, and designed by architect Albert Schrofer. Um, which he did for he also did the Behringer Vineyards. I know Behringer wine, so you guys know Behringer wine. I do know that one. Um, And the estate now has four vineyards. And you know some of these brands. La Perla, Miravelle, uh, Xavier, Stroblo. Um, Let me go back up here. So Spring Mountain Vineyard is 225 acres, consisting of 135 different vineyard blocks. Scattered over 845 million, so it's huge. It's in Napa Valley, which I've been to many times. North of it's in Northern California, north of San Francisco, north of Sacramento. I love Napa. I've been in Napa and Sonoma, which are both great wine. I've done wine tastings, the wine trains, all that stuff. uh It's a it's a it's a great place. So I just I never knew. I just never I wanted to know if there was a, such a thing, and there was. It wasn't called Stockingress, obviously. And I was, I mean, I wonder why if, if I did a fucking crest vineyards or something. I mean, that's kind of funny. I mean, later, um, I was surprised they didn't do they didn't do a wine. I mean, like, let me look up. So, was there ever a fucking crest? I'm gonna look up, I'm gonna look up right now. I love, I love Google. Was there ever a falcon crest wine? Because nowadays, with how everybody does marketing, there would be a, there will be a fucking crest wine. Oh, I just learned something as I'm typing that in, in 20, in last year, 2022, Spring Mountain Vineyard um, filed for bankruptcy. Dang it. Um, but there was no, no one ever made a wine. That's what's so interesting, right? Dang it. But it is considered one of the i'm just looking at this stuff here and i, I think i know i remember this too how it boosted wine sales in california is not that funny that, that it was something that having that show on the air boosted wine sales in california vineyards um which that makes sense that totally makes sense um to me they you know, totally um and uh this one article you go to Vine Pear, which is a uh, which is a wine place, winever dot com. Their title, of course, is "The Forgotten 1980s Soap Opera. It's not forgotten that changed Napa Valley forever. Let me see if this article a little bit. Otherwise, either the forgotten 1980s. It was not forgotten. It is considered one of the top four soaks in the in the eighties. Like, come on, people, that. Written by Aaron Gofar. Okay, Aaron Gofar. How about that? Um, let's see. Yeah, because it was set in Tuscany Valley, north of San Francisco. We know that. Um, they're like Falcon Quest unapologetically piggybacked on America's relatively newfound interest in fine wine. That's what Tom Adicelli says, author of American Wine: A Coming of Age Story. Um, Charles Krug, I know Krug wines, uh, was the first commercial winery in Napa. No, um, but there was a piece written right before the May eighty one premiere of Progress um, in the New York Times about the burgeoning California wine industry. And I remember as a kid, because I was a teenager at this point. And they were, that's the first time I ever heard of Napa. My father moved to Sacramento in 1980. I never heard of anything way really above that. And they had the first ever Napa Valley wine auction. Um, so yeah. And yeah, but the, but actually, literally, it does give us some good, it give us some good writing saying that it really did show um, Fountain Crest in a great light in terms of the winery industry. And then I was set somewhere that nobody ever thought about before. So, but true about that. True about that. Um, yeah, but I wish there was. Now I am think if Fog Press out now, there'd be a 5 Wines, all whole stuff, the whole nine yards. There'd be a whole merchandise and everything. Um, you know, you all these ideas. I'm James Lodge Jr. It's the Fog Press Tap and Show. I'll talk to you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs>